victims, for those of you who delight in dread, who fantasize about fear, who glorify gore, welcome. You have found the place where the horror returns. Listeners, beware. This podcast contains major plot spoilers and the foulest of language. Join us in celebrating the old and the new, the best and the worst in horror. This is the podcast that proves the horror never ends. Each episode, we seek out and review a brand new horror movie, or (laughs) sci-fi. We do a lot of sci-fi these days, don't we, guys? Yeah. (laughs) Well, they kind of go hand in hand. Oh, man, they go hand in hand. Ish. (laughs) Yeah, well, hey, this time the two movies went really hand in hand because we've got uh, the original Blade Runner and then the follow-up, Blade Runner 2049. And we're going to include spoilers for the new movie, but we'll wait until the very end and... uh, you guys will know because we have a very distinctive spoiler alert, and if you don't want to hear the spoilers at that time, just uh, you know, turn us off right there, and we promise you won't miss a thing. You can pick it up later. Uh, we may use a few four-letter words. This is a horror podcast, and we're going to be R-rated, just like most good horror movies. Uh, I'm Lance. What's that, Brian? I didn't say anything. Oh, man. I oh, that was me. I said, yeah, we're definitely going to be R-rated. All right. It wasn't me. All right. Well, everybody who's listens regularly knows uh, Brian, Philip, and Lance. But who is with us tonight? Patrick. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> Patrick Lear, our good friend and contributing editor, um, probably our number one uh, Facebook guy. And uh, Patrick, we really appreciate that good write up you gave us for um, Blood Drive. That you sent to us, uh, what a couple mm-hmm. of months ago, right? Yeah, I wish, uh, wish uh, Sci-Fi had read it too. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> I totally agreed with everything you said about it. Too. Yeah, I love it, man. I don't, but but was this done on purpose? I mean, isn't this supposed to be kind of like an analogy thing? This maybe I, you grind, know Grindhouse, possibly, and maybe that's how they're treating it. But I would have thought that they right. would have come out and told you, hey, this is an anthology thing, and. Mm-hmm. You know, but who knows? I mean, I hope that's the case because I, 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 I think that I mean I kind of agree with what you had said about you know it might it really wasn't set up to be a series, right? An ongoing series anyway, which I kind of agree with. But I'm, I was kind of hoping maybe they would do some of the like similar to like um, was it the American Horror Story where they use the same actors, mm-hmm. but, right. but then go into a different story or something? Yeah, because um, they're all great. Yeah, they're, well, especially the guy playing um, well, the the bad guy's name. I can't remember. Slate, yeah. Oh, that yeah. He's such a phenomenal awesome. job. I was like, man, I'm, I'm a fan of his now, so whatever he's in, I'm going to watch. So I just, I liked him before when he was in Falling Skies, and then when, when he just did this character, it was just so over the top, and I, I just loved it. So I, I pretty much, he, he made me a fan of pretty much anything he's going to do in the future. So Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely pulled it off. So hopefully they do something. I mean, I'd still like to see them keep the grindhouse thing going, um, you know, regardless if it's another story set up or whatever. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see. So, Well, I did notice that uh, 
that my that my show favorite Christina Ochoa is already she's already in a new uh, TV series coming out called Valor. Have you guys seen the seen anything about that one? Uh-uh. Uh, yeah. I saw a brief preview. I didn't catch the whole preview, but it looks like it's a kind of based off of that movie Active Valor, but it's like mm-hmm. a TV series. Could be. So the, yeah, it could be, I'm, I'm unsure if that's what it was, but that's what it looked like. That's what it reminded me of. What little bits and pieces of it I saw. So. Uh, that that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a feeling she's she's got quite a career ahead of her. Definitely. Um, all right. Well, uh, Pat, what's the uh, what's the coolest thing you've seen or read? For me, uh, I've been watching Mr. Mercedes. Oh, and wow. that series is I've loved it. I mean, it's been such a great series. It's well written. It follows the book really well. Uh, although I did just watch season or episode nine, which I think is like, I don't know if it's a season finale or the next one to it, but mm-hmm. it veered off a little bit from the book, which, but it still worked. I mean, with what they did. So uh, don't, okay don't, tell, don't tell me anything, man. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, I'm not sure if that, like I said, I don't know if that was a season finale or if that was like, we're getting up to it. I wasn't sure. I'm not sure how many episodes it goes. Right. But um, uh, I've really enjoyed it. I mean, it's, it's just been a really great series. It's well casted. Um, and the fact that it's followed the book so well has been really nice. So, um, uh, kind of looking forward to seeing what, where they go with it from here. So, so you're, you're almost at the end of the first season. I'm just a couple episodes in. Are, have they pretty much covered the entire first book then? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So you think they'll do like uh, seasons two and three to wrap up the trilogy? That's kind of what I, that was the impression that I was getting okay. until this last episode. Um, oh no! So with this last episode, they may—I don't really know what they're going to do with it just yet. I would like to think that they're still going to use those books as source material, but they—you know—they may be planning on—I don't know—maybe if they're looking to extend it longer than just past the three books. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've made made some changes to do that. So that that may be the only thing I could see that they're doing, which, like I said, if they do it right, I'm okay with, because they have been pretty true to the book for the most part. So, um, and it's been entertaining the whole way through. So, uh, you know, if, if it's one of those where it's successful enough that they can get past the three books and still carry on with the characters, I'm okay with that. But uh, we'll just have to kind of see how it goes, so... Yeah, well, for that to be your cool, your cool of the week, man, that's a pretty big accomplishment since you're going through the the 31 days of horror. Uh, Brian, what 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 did you pick this week? Was yours out of your 31 days? Actually, no. I was going to talk about um, uh, Fox's new X Men show, uh, The Gifted. Ah. Oh. Um, wow. I actually dug the first episode, and the reason being is we got all new mutants in this one. We we yeah. didn't get rehashed with any that that we've seen in any of the movies. I mean, there's one, uh, the character Blink. Mm-hmm. She's a character, you know, but she wasn't fe- yeah. really heavily featured. Okay. But, um, yeah, I really dug it. I dug the story. You know, it's, it's supposed to coincide with the movies, but I guess in this timeline and the show, there's no X-Men and there's no Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. And uh, the mutants are being hunted right now, so they got the mutant underground going on. And I just, I just really dug it. I, I thought it was fresh, not to you know see Storm and Cyclops, you know, just rehashed over and over again. So, and uh, yeah. it hit hit on the little uh, nostalgia notes for me because uh, 
somebody's cell phone rings and it's like the theme song for the X-Men cartoon. Really? Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah so that, I thought that was really cool. <laughs> they did that. So, All yeah. Right, I mean, it's it's only one episode, but mm-hmm. so far I, I dig it. Well, that's interesting. I'll have to check it out because Marvel hasn't created anything new since the mid-90s. So, uh, right. it's kind of interesting to see. So. Yeah, I have Bam. I had no desire to see this, so maybe 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 I'll check it out now, Brian. Yeah, I mean, you never know with with these like Marvel Marvels. Like, I just matter of fact, I checked out the first episode of Inhumans. Yeah, uh, that is a piece of shit. Oh wow, as bad as the previous. Yeah, I, I already <laughs> heard it's canceled already. Well, they, they just haven't. They just haven't formally announced it, but I heard it's canceled. And oh boy. it was such such a waste to film yeah. the whole thing in IMAX too. Right. I, just, I think the I casting know. on that was a little off too. Although I will say Anson Mount as Black Bolt. I watched the first two episodes, mm-hmm. and it was okay. And he did a better job than what I expected, but it was still just not what I was used to. Or, you know, I, is that was that uh, Ramsey Bolton? No, that was Anson Mount. Was a, he was a lead character in a series called Hell on Wheels? Okay. Um, and if you have never seen that, oh, it's, a I it's on. Yeah, it's fantastic western too. It's really good. Um, it's on Netflix, so check it out sometime if you want something new to watch. But uh, just he—he he just wasn't Black Bolt to me. You know, Black Bolt. I, I liked him all right, but he just—I don't. I'm not a huge Inhumans fan or anything. I mean, I read a little bit of him in the books, but. The character was just different than you know. I mean, he, of course, he doesn't talk or anything. He has no lines, but um, yeah, I, I don't like bigger, this. I don't like this sign language thing that he's doing. Yeah, uh, you know, I thought that made sense though, in a way. I mean, if you can't communicate vocally, sign language kind of makes sense, but mm-hmm. it is different than the way they were in, in the Marvel books. So, um, you know, and you would think in this day and age with Marvel and, and the Inhumans, they would just have a someone who's like using telepathy to communicate with him or something and then they just translate for him yeah but um well yeah, it, but we have to be accepting to everyone so. I, I suppose <laughs> but. Yeah. all right philip what'd you see man that was a big thing to say wasn't it <laughs> um <laughs> i gotta go uh I, I went with one of kevin nez's uh suggestions with uh wind river it was uh, oh, it was awesome. Okay. Yeah. yeah you guys seen that, that one? Not yet. Uh, I was supposed to see it with AJ the other night. We ended up watching the first Blade Runner instead. Yeah, dude, it's really good. It's uh, it's 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 kind of a slow burn. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of in the same vein of the Blade Runner, where they don't. Um, there's not a ton of dialogue. Right. And uh, and and you kind of have to figure it out, but it's more of like a crime drama kind of thing. It's it, it was okay. really good though, really well done. Um, also, I wanted to talk about American Horror Story. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh, okay, Brian, have you seen the last one? No, um, I'm I'm one episode behind. It's it's okay. Sarah Paulson is killing me in this show. I just- completely understand you because she drives me insane like i I, i'm I'm, i was until this last episode i have been so ready for her to die every single (laughs) (laughs) like can you please shut the fuck up (laughs) but uh this this last episode 
episode is less political, which okay, you, you lean political and it pisses me off. Like it, it's just because that's what you're trying to do. That's why people don't talk about politics and religion because it right. pisses people. Or so, or politics I, and the horror returns. Right. <laughs> and so why would you talk about politics in a show that you're trying to get mass people to watch? But that's our world. Um, that, yeah, now the last episode was, was, was pretty good. It, it, it's, it's at least finally leaning away from the politics and more towards the horror, uh, which, which I'm with. Nice. I'm okay. still ready for, uh, for, what's her name? Sarah, Sarah, Sarah Paulson. Paulson. Yeah. yeah, I'm still ready for her to die, though. Like, um. Oh, man, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's, she's not that bad. She's too much. Uh, I'm expecting, so, her, to, I'm expecting so, her to turn it around and, and end up being the hero by the end of it. So oh, I'm much sure she will. screaming. <laughs> yeah. So I'm much sure screaming. She's, she's like, like a bitch. Not like a, like, not like a mean bitch, but like a, like a bitch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of helps. Stand right? up for yourself, man. Do Dude, something. Give her a chance. That's going to be part of her story, story arc. I'm Believe sure me. it is. Believe me. Wines like a bitch the whole first half of the season. <laughs> right. All right. Well, my cool of the week. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, it was gonna be. It was gonna be Star Trek. Uh, Patrick, you're right. I mean, the third episode hooked me. First two episodes, I wasn't getting into it, but by the third, I'm like, I'm totally on board now. So I'm really yeah. glad I picked up all access, and I can't. I can't wait to see how this goes. But, uh, no, my cool of the week is, uh, I'm actually, Patrick, you and I talked about this right after I got out of watching it. I told you I was going to have to reread the book and, and that's what mm-hmm. I'm doing, man. I'm about a third of the way through it. And, uh, that's what I did almost all day today was just read the fucking, about a third of the 1200 page book. <laughs> yeah. So oh, good, wow. man. Oh, there's so much detail. And it, yeah. <laughs> No, I was going to say, I love the way in the book, the way it goes back and forth between, like, you'll have a chapter of them as adults and then a chapter as kids. Right. So, yeah, I've never read it. Yeah, which I hear the second movie is going to be like that. With flashbacks? It has to, I don't it, yeah. it almost have to be. Okay. I, I, like the, I like the flashback idea better when it's like, uh, if they're doing it like you're talking about it, where they flashback to the kids and then they still have the adults. As right. opposed to what they did with the TV show, where they were like adults and kept flashing back. Well, there's there's not enough story of just adults, right? To really carry a whole movie. They're just not yeah. because because ninety percent of the book is them remembering stuff as they're right. coming back together and and all this stuff. So and and it's I enjoyed that because I reread it this summer um, when I found out the movie was coming out and stuff and man it was, i enjoyed every minute of it it became probably one of my favorite Stephen king books on on the second read through mm-hmm. um it just i just loved it. it it was so um you know very i mean it almost felt just like you know like the whole stand by me thing with the kids going to see the body and all that stuff it had that same kind of feel to it you know just different uh you know of course with the monster and stuff and it was different but but it, it's just, it's such a great book. It's a, it's a it's a phenomenal read, and I recommend anybody that, that is a fan of the movie should definitely try to read the book at some point. 
All right. Well, that's it. That's the cool of the week then. So, uh, Brian, we got any uh, horror headlines? Eli Ross Death Wish uh, is being moved from November 22nd all the way to March 2nd what? next year. What the yeah. hell does that have to do with the, the Vegas thing, man? It probably has more to do with how good the movie is. Yeah, oh. that's what I... I... <laughs> Uh, but um, the rumored uh, the rumor is Netflix is going to uh, delay the release of the Punisher. Oh no! No, no way! That's not confirmed that yet, angry. though. It's not oh, confirmed. Man. Don't do it, Netflix. Don't do it. Yeah, don't do no that. shit. No, that's wrong. I've been waiting for that one for a long time. Yeah, don't let the terrorists win, right? Exactly. Yeah. Right. And and if anybody Stick cares, the Punisher on them. If anybody yeah, cares, uh, Polaroid is moving up from December to November. <laughs> so if anybody's interested. Okay. Not really. That probably has nothing to do with how good the movie is. Yeah. <laughs> News this week was slim picking. So um, uh, Unfriended 2 and The Gallows 2 were secretly filmed. If anybody uh, mm. cared about the first two. I've never seen Unfriended. Yeah. Not really. so. yeah. That's just one either. of those movies that came out, and I'm like, yeah, I'll pass. Yeah, I seen the Gallows, and it was a shit movie. So, high, um, huh? but apparently they made yeah. they made a lot of money though. Oh no. Yeah, so sequels are coming. Uh, let's see, uh, the X Men spinoff uh, Gambit movie has finally found a director, and it's going to be Gore Verbinski. Really. <laughs> Yep. With Channing Tatum. Interesting. Unfortunately, Channing Tatum is still <laughs> oh, attached to this movie. He is attached. Okay. Uh, and why is it unfortunately? I don't buy him. I don't. I don't see him mm. doing this Southern Cajun accent. Uh, I think he can pull it off. Okay. I mean, I got Maybe. a little. I got a little bit of hope because of the Kingsman. I thought. Right. I thought he he put a little work into that 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 accent that he was using. Yeah, he was he was good in that. Yeah, well, but, well the, the female yeah. crowd will like it. You know, they refer to him as Channing, Channing Tate Young. Right. So. <laughs> okay, hold on. Stop Stop the presses, guys. I've got a much better idea. And so, and this is somebody Gore Verbinski has worked with recently. Oh, my gosh. You, you ready? Oh, hold my on. gosh. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> I have an open mind. Would this guy not make the perfect gambit? Brian, who am I talking about? Are we talking about Dane DeHaan? God, no. Why not? <laughs> Why not? He, he, needs, he needs to hang it up. He needs to take a nap. That's yeah. what he needs to do. Yeah, he's he does need to take a nap. He's already proven he can do a perfect Keanu, you know? <laughs> I like him. I really do. But, yeah, he definitely needs to take I, a nap. I might like him no, in a different type of movie, but the movies he's been in so far, I haven't been much into him. Okay. Dane DeHaan, hold on, let's just bring back the Cure for Wellness cast. Dane DeHaan is Gambit. Um, Mia Goth can be uh, Rogue. And Jason Isaacs can shave his head and be Professor X. Boom. <laughs> I rest my that is That is a strange movie. Yeah, <laughs> I feel better, I switched that song. Okay. Uh, so, or, uh,. Do you think he'll be able to handle a superhero movie? Verbinski? Uh, yeah, Gore Verbinski. Well, yeah, he did all those Pirates of the Caribbean. Those were real, like, special yeah. effects heavy. 
And didn't didn't he do didn't he do uh, the original Total Recall too? Was he part of that? Oh wow! Well, you're you're it, it, it was either that was either him or Paul Verhoeven. I don't remember which, but okay. Hmm. Did, but it was Verhoeven one did RoboCop. I know that. Did he, he did didn't, Showgirls? Didn't Verbinski do The Lone Ranger? Unfortunately, <laughs> sure. This is looking this is looking bad. Oh, you're thinking Johnny Depp is Gambit? Oh, Jesus. Oh, well, gosh. I don't you know, know. <laughs> that could go really bad. Or Army Hammer is Gambit. Or... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I have not enjoyed a Johnny Depp movie. I don't know. He <sighs> it, uh, That one movie he's got coming out, he looks pretty good, but he's not the lead right. in it. Uh, the Murder on the Orient Mur- Express. Right. Oh, yeah. Hmm. But uh, well, maybe it's our cast, man. Yeah, maybe that's why I'm interested because he's not the lead of the movie. Yeah. Right. I've never really had an issue with him, but yeah, man, he puts out some stinkers. Yeah, he puts a few out, especially some of that Kevin Smith bullshit that he's in. And Eric, if you're listening to us, fuck you. <laughs> Kevin Smith sucks. <laughs> I like Kevin Smith. What is that? I don't mind uh, Kevin Smith. It just depends Johnny on what he's Death doing. With Kevin Smith. Oh, Hope is a big Kevin Smith fan, too. Uh, Hope that was on the Mummy episode with us. She is? Yeah. I don't I don't remember the last film. I think it may be Jay and Silent Bob was the last one I liked. Right. That's mm. the problem. That's been a while. <laughs> Which I, I guess I thought, he's, re, he's rebooting that. Yeah, he's oh. getting ready to redo another one or something. But I thought Dogma was kind of funny. Yeah, Dogma yeah. was good. Yeah, it had All those moments. <laughs> It was when he tried to do all. And actually, I didn't totally hate Daredevil. I know a lot of people didn't like it. I didn't right. hate it. It wasn't my favorite, but I didn't hate it. Yeah. <clears throat> I okay. Think Netflix oh, Daredevil's ten times better. Yeah. Well, yeah. And our final little bit of news: uh, Judy Greer has been casted as uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter in the upcoming Halloween movie. Oh, I can see. She's that. in everything. Yeah. I like that. Um, yeah. I'm perfectly Fantastic. fine with this. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's all the news we have. Very slow news. I okay. thought there'd be no more news because of New York Comic Con, but apparently not. Well, well, we'll probably get it next week. Uh, Patrick, you ready to take that trip? Yeah, let's get on down to the trailer park. Uh, Brian, what's our first new trailer this week, man? We're going to start off with Netflix's The Babysitter, starring Bella Thorne. <laughs> That's the very, very weird. <laughs> starring oh, Bella Thorne and directed by Mick G. Oh, I like Ch- the TV show he did, Chuck. Other than that, I don't think I've liked much of anything he's done. It's hard to uh-huh. like somebody with the name Mick G. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, other than Terminator Salvation, I don't think I've ever seen anything else. Oh, he's he's done a lot, man. He uh, he does a lot of producing. One of your favorite TV shows he's executive producer on, Brian, Lethal Weapon. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm on board then. Producer you know on that, Supernatural. That show, yeah, Lethal Weapon grew on me, though. I still, right. still they need to change the name because it's not Lethal Weapon, but that show grew on me. Hey, you got a second season, man. They must be doing something right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Babysitter looks fine. It looks like a horror comedy. You yeah, know. it's fun. Yeah, I, go ahead. I was just gonna say it, it's definitely got my attention. I'll, I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and the Bella Thorne in the trailer gets shot, so I'm cool with that. That's the wrong one out. Yeah. Uh, That's better than the last movie she was supposed to be in with that Amityville Horror thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, which which is out now. If people oh, wanna, is it? If they people want to go sailing, if they want to go sailing, it's out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think that between her and uh, Zendaya, I, I feel like she was... <laughs> I, I really uh, look. I know this is a dumb thing to talk about and even bring up because it's a stupid Disney show. <laughs> but I okay. think that uh, I think that she's the star waiting to break out. She just hasn't yep. done it yet. Um, Bella Thorne. This may be it. I'll I'll watch it, but uh, not like excited about it. <laughs> uh, release date uh, October thirteenth on Netflix. Hopefully, it'll come out before her Amityville movie, right? Well, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, next one we're going to talk about is uh, Replica, starring Keanu Reeves, directed by Jeffrey Nachmanoff. Her? Jeffrey <laughs> Nachmanoff. Okay. Uh, this one, this trailer seemed to kind of drop out of nowhere. I didn't even know this was even being made. Um, mm-hmm. It looks interesting enough. Right. Yeah, it kind of reminded me a little bit of like that robot. Oh, with the, yeah. Kind of sure. Isaac Asimov kind of feel to it. Yeah, I was just just watched the trailer before we started recording, and you know, it, it almost looks like Will Smith a pop up because it, it looks like the same <laughs> exact robots. Yeah, and they talked about them being clones in the in, in the in the the uh, trailer, but then it looked they, they look like they were robots. What is it? Is it clones or is it robots? You'll have to watch them. Mm. Yeah, it's how, yeah. Okay. It's, it maybe it maybe they're cloning. Well, maybe it's the robots, but they're putting like it, uh, the way I kind of got from the trailers. Like, so they're robots, but they've maybe somehow transferred their personalities into the robots or something. Mm-hmm. You know, similar to like I don't know if you remember uh, what was it, the sixth day with Arnold Schwarzenegger, where they were oh. cloning <laughs> them and then transferring transferring their psyche over into the the clones or something, but. But using robots instead of actual clones, maybe I'm not sure. But uh, it looked kind of interesting. I'll probably give it a watch. Yeah. Listen, once robots roll around, they're going to be sex robots. You know that. Sure. Because oh, of course they're already out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, the 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 furthest thing along uh, as as far as you know, uh, another like person that is a robot is. Mm-hmm. I mean, the sex industry has got to be. Well, well, the first time you can make you can make a artificial woman that, that you can control how much she talks and stuff like that you're going to be a billionaire overnight so. I'd be the fuck up. <laughs> you know more than half our li- I think at least half our listeners are women I'm not saying that to, to offend the women I'm just saying you know that's what's going to happen Okay, Anybody well, I, that they can control them, they're going to be a millionaire overnight or billionaire. Like you're not going to have male stalls. I mean, if you're listening, if you're listening to this podcast, you already know what to expect. So, yeah. <laughs> no there. it's just a matter of you know, there's those people out there. I mean, look at look at the little blue pill. What it did overnight. Right. So, I mean, you know, those guys, the ones that don't want any, you know, just they. That's the first thing they're going to do. So, I mean, yeah, of course, the sexual bots are going to be out there. Right. It also brings about the future. There you but, go. But I'm sure there's, there's a lot of women out there that would like a guy that that they'll do whatever they say too. So I'm sure there they'll, you go. they'll uh, be uh, fair enough. <laughs> ordering him up too. So <laughs> turn about his fair play, right? Yeah. 
right. Uh, replicas, no release date yet, so probably early next year. Uh, moving on to the next trailer, uh, Pacific Rim Uprising, Ugh. starring John Boyega. Transformers 6, what? <laughs> I love the first Pacific Rim. I did too, but this doesn't look like it's going to be that movie. It doesn't. It, it, I mean, yeah. it, it shouldn't be because of Guillermo del Toro's not doing it, but it still looks fun. Mm. Right. And it intrigues me of why, why, why Jaegers are fighting each other. Because right. there, there's a couple a couple scenes in the trailer where it looks like uh, I believe uh, some looks like some military people got blown up. They got fired upon by one of the Jaegers. So I don't know oh, if, no. the upri- if the uprising has to do with people taking control of Jaegers and using them. So I think it's interesting. Oh. I'm in. Terrorist well, and Jaegers. we'll see what John Boyega can do outside of uh, Star Wars because he was like okay mm-hmm. in that, but oddly annoying. So uh, he was yeah. going to attack the block. That's the first thing I saw him in. Yeah, and oh. I'm I'm glad they're letting him use his accent in this, right? Instead of just just let him just be himself because he's supposed to be Idris's son in this movie. Okay, All right. So yeah, and I haven't seen Detroit with him in it yet either. But uh, yeah, he's good. In Detroit. I'm curious to see. I mean, this one to me looked like it, it's definitely you know one of those you see for fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it'll necessarily be like a great movie. I mean, the first one was okay, but it was it was fun fun watching. Yeah, you know, it's like that, that was that robots was the on, on the big screen. So. <laughs> oh, release date March twenty third. Okay, and I'm sure you'll make us watch it. So we'll. Uh... <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> and our final trailer is Annihilation, starring Natalie Portman, Jennifer Jason Lee, Tessa Thompson, Oscar Isaac, Gina Rodriguez, and Benedict Wong. Directed by Alex Garland, who is the writer and director of Ex Machina. Wow! What did you guys think? That was the first word that I said when I was done watching this preview. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Natalie Portman is an interesting person. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I think this movie is going to be kick ass. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm with you there. It looks super interesting. And it's just the watching the trailer just like makes you ask a lot of questions, especially what's going on. You know, there's scenes sure. where it looks like there's people that are turned into plants or something or flowers wow. i have no idea but i'm in 100 percent. yeah and it's just okay. what's cool. right what's going around. on yeah it's and it's definitely gonna be cerebral from what i can tell mm-hmm. and ex machina was such a great movie that right. yes that the director the writer and director is doing this one it that already had me interested in the first place yeah we're i think we're all in guys uh, release date February twenty third, and uh, that is it. All right, cool. Well, uh, Philip, we got any uh, Halloween themed feedback yet? So a lot of people who are doing their own thirty one days of horror for October. So uh, I guess that's kind of Halloween themed. Uh, God damn it! Every time, bead, bead, bead. Sorry. <laughs> Fucking every time. <laughs> Bead from the Super Network sent us a hit list. <laughs> sent us his list. Uh, he's doubling up each day with two films. So, yeah. Cool. Wow. Uh, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bill Longa 
uh, says, don't think we'll make a horror movie every night for October, but we started yesterday with the house's October build. Okay. Good choice. Uh, Start with. Here's where I admit I like found footage, right? It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Patrick O'Brien. Uh, oh shit! Hang on. <laughs> okay. Sorry, guys. The bat signal, the Aquaman <laughs> signal, or what? Yeah, that's what happens. Sound like a brown note. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that part out. My my template went away, and I have nothing to read. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Patrick and Brian have uh, have both created their own list, um, and you can follow them daily at the Horror Returns Facebook group. Uh, we encourage all listeners to do the same. We want to see everybody's lists. All right, so where you people find the time to watch a movie every single day? Because I can't even find time to think. <laughs> yeah, I work for the government, so that helps. Uh, well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Don't say that too loud. <laughs> uh, regarding the loved ones, uh, Ryan Stevens says that film is fantastic and contains some of the cringiest father-daughter scenes I've ever witnessed. Um, okay. Yeah, it is a good movie. We we watched the movie this week. It may beg to differ. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Um. Previous guest, uh, Carl McCallis, says, uh, Hey, gentlemen, just wanted to let you know we've got another five-star rating on your hands. Keep up the great work. And please... Oh. <laughs> oh, we got two <laughs> iTunes... Uh, two new iTunes reviews, Do we? Guys. Yes. All right. We sure I'm do. I'm going to read them again. We if sure I have do. Them. No. <laughs> Maybe Lance will read those. Um, regarding which board, Kevin Nez says... Hell yeah, hella good. That sounds like a Kevin Nez. <laughs> <laughs> About which one. Uh, regarding Splinter, uh, Marcus Woolturner says, definitely an underrated gym. Sean Pipes says, never seen this one. I think I'm going to have to change that. Uh, regarding Salem's Lot, Eric King says, scared the piss out of me when I was a kid. Uh, Eddie Ramirez says, thanks, now it's on my docket for tonight. Hey, not a bad thing. Uh, regarding sorority babes in the slime ball bolorama, that is a name right there. Just this is me. <laughs> that is a name right there that that is right in competition with uh, what was the one with the avocado jungle of death? <laughs> cannibal women, cannibal women, cannibal women, avocado, avocado, avocado of jungle of death, or sorority babes in the slime ball bolorama. Uh, I'm gonna pick sorority babes. Sorry. It's yeah, a good one. It's a pretty wild well movie. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I think Linnea Quigley's in that, right? Yeah, I think so. Right. <laughs> uh, regarding Cult of Chucky, Stephen Loblad says, uh, I was fine until the end. What the fuck was that? I bet we get another one. Yeah, I hope we do. I hope we get ten more, Stephen. I'm sure we will. It's not like they're slowing down. <laughs> Each one more low budget than the next. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you have those uh, those iTunes reviews? Uh, yeah, I can uh, I can go through these real quick. Um, yeah. All right, so we got our first one, which we already know is from Carl, and uh, he had promised us one. So here we go. Uh, a perfect podcast for all your weekly horror needs. Uh, horror aficionados, look no further. You found your one stop shop for all things that go bump in the night. 
uh, hosts Lance, Brian, and Philip do a great job breaking down the horror headlines. Uh, that's all you, Brian. Discussing new trailers and diving deep into the week's new release as well as its previously released companion piece. The guy's relaxed nature <laughs> makes you feel like you're right there with him. Like he was two weeks ago. <laughs> having drinks. <laughs> having drinks. Like he was two weeks ago. <laughs> Uh, cracking jokes and, and talking movies from occasional forays outside of the genre, like every other week, uh, to yeah. horror convention interviews and the occasional fan joining the guest host, including myself. You owe it to yourself to check out the podcast, subscribe, and spread the word. Keep up the great work, boys, and until the horror returns again. <laughs> All right, what do you guys think about that one? That was an awesome review. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely, man. You're welcome on the show anytime, Carl. Like, look, any any fans that really want to be on the show, you know, we got to get Lars on here at some point. <laughs> that would be great, man. Like, he's a big. You know, he. I don't know how big the accident is, but <laughs> he was just, he was just on Denny's podcast. Was yeah. he? Yeah. So you need to come on. Yeah, it's good to get those reviews. It's nice. Okay. All right. We got one more new one, guys. And and this is uh, another one of those mystery mystery people that left it. So we need to find out who this is. Um, But that's great. That means we don't know. Looks like I'm going to have to go order some more fucking T-shirts. All right. Here we go. (laughs) Uh, All right. This one just simply says Horror Show. And it's by Josie995. Uh, as a fan of all types of horror going as far back as Nosferatu to modern creepypastas, I must say I really enjoyed this show. It talks about modern stuff, but it also likes to remind us of the classics that impacted and influenced the genre. Uh, definitely recommend this show. Fucking badass. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. And let us, uh, I guess, email us. Let us know who you are. So. We can get you one of those T-shirts, which we just mailed out to uh, at least all of our U.S. people earlier in the week. I think a couple of you may be getting them right now because I think we ma- I mailed them out uh, Wednesday. So they really do come. So please post uh, pictures with them on the Facebook group and all that. So maybe we can get some more uh, get some more feedback like this, guys. Thank you so much, everybody. We really appreciate it, right, Philip? Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, thanks to everybody who reaches out to us. Uh, we love the feedback. Um, as always, you can reach us on our Facebook or Podbean page, or you can email us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. Or you can leave us an iTunes review, and you'll definitely get that shit read. Uh, we'd love to hear from you, man. Let us know what's up. It's Zach Baxter with the Knights of the Drunk Watch here. I'm Zach. I'm Kate. I'm Crystal. I'm Andrew. We never do that in the same direction once. (laughs) And we are the Knights of the Drunk Watch. Welcome to our after show discussion. Andrew, you want to send us to our our ritual? Oh my goodness. Uh, We are the Knights of the Drunk Watch. And And now now our our talk talk begins. begins. I'm drunk. Uh, so, welcome everybody. We are back on video again, hopefully, because this is recording. I know it's recording. Let me double check. Yes. Doing a good job. Uh, yeah. So, 
Uh, make sure to leave a comment on how we're doing on the Horror Returns podcast at podbean.com. And if you're watching us on YouTube and Facebook, hi, everybody. Hello. So go over to the podbean.com and go like our friends, uh, the Horror Returns. Great. Uh, so we, today we watched episode five of American Horror Story. I'm going to set a timer while Kate goes through the nuggets. Okay, great. So it was called Holes, and we drank a lot for that one because we, we drank for this title. But um, So one of the first things we did was we found out who all the clowns were. So this is kind of, we've had a lot of guesses about, oh, this clown, you know, who the clowns are. And we finally got them all to take their masks off when they were murdering Bob's hook love friend, um, is what we're calling him. Yeah, dad. sure. The, yeah. the gimp. And, the gimp. Oh, the, the gimp. gimp. Sure. And, um. Because like, that's a term. Oh, yeah, that right? is. What, I was like, who is the gimp when they call it? But yeah, so, um, we saw Harrison, we saw Beverly, who has the hand horns. Mm-hmm. Kai with the dick nose. Um, Rainbow Slutty Clown is Winter. Ivy was the elephant. Brain Clown with the Ruff was the camera. Rolf. And oh, no, Fuzzy it. Hair with the Ruff is the cameraman, who is yeah. also the jerk off clown. Yes. So we kind of saw all of our players there. We also saw in the other murder, Meadow with the coffins. She was there as another slutty clown. Um, so we got all of our clowns unmasked. We had the, but the original murder was. The reporter, and that was Harrison Meadow and Kai. Yeah. Yes. So, just pop up for your information. According to uh, UrbanDictionary.com, a gimp is a sex slave or submissive, usually usually male, as popularized by the movie Pulp Fiction. Okay. There you go. That's what a gimp is. Now you know. Now you know. Um. So next, um. Let's talk about what's going on with Meadow. I don't know. So it, I, I. Okay, let me start with. Okay. This is a weird uh, uh, episode because uh, uh, we went to go back to look for nuggets. We didn't feel like we had a lot, but I feel like we'll be able to talk. Now about we have a lot, lot of nuggets. <laughs> yeah, but um, so the first one was Meadow. So she's been missing. Um, and then we have this scene where Allie sees Harrison, like, carrying things around and being maybe sketchy. She's looking at him through a telescope, so she's being sketchy also. And then she finds Meadow in his backyard in a grave, and Meadow says, help me. And yes. then she chases her back to the house and bangs the door and says, help me, and then gets kidnapped. So what's going on with Meadow? And she's missing from the meeting. Yeah, she yeah, she's not at the and meeting. She was missing. Yeah. Both she, meetings. She's missing so. since she went missing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the problem is, is Meadow was never converted. She was, never she was a tag along. She was a yeah. tag along. But she's part of the she's part of the clown posse. She is, but I don't think she ever bought into it. So after the second murder. I think she was having second thoughts. But when Ivy walked in, she asked Harrison, where's Meadow? And he said, oh, she's with a friend. Yeah. Right. yeah. I think that was a lie. That, because I agree. she was in the well, yes. backyard. Well, no, someone came and kidnapped her from that window. Who was that? That was... Because they're, they're, they're at Kai's house, remember? We don't well, know they weren't, at Kai, I mean, they weren't at Kai's house when they were making out in Harrison's house. Yeah. When... Allie snuck over and found Meadow. So Meadow, yeah. But then we're to assume that when we saw him throwing the popcorn at Detective Rolf, that was at Kai's house. The meeting was at Kai's house. Yes. 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 They then went to Kai's house for a meeting, and they're still asking about Meadow. But so they dump. So the timeline is. 
Harrison and Ralph, Detective Ralph, dumped Meadow in a hole, alive. Right. Which Made up, kissy kissy, we gotta go to a meeting. Yeah. Allie comes across the street and discovers Meadow in a hole. I don't well, we don't she... know that they went to the meeting before that. Yeah. They could have snatched her back. Put her back in her hole and then gone to the meeting. That is true. Yeah. Can you flip your phone over? Oh, sorry. Um. Yeah, I like. So, but, we don't know the timeline between the meeting and um the the kidnapping or the alley finding. Right, but the, what what are they trying to do with Meadow? Are they are they just trying to keep her out of the club? I think maybe Harrison was supposed to have killed her because she's not because she was also a weak link. Yeah, but he couldn't. Because he, loves he her. also loves her, and so he was gonna just I'll do the best next thing. Next I'll bludgeon her and put her I'll, in a hole. I'll just yeah. bury her, and it'll be well, fine. It'll sort sort itself out. Do we out. not think that Kai is partially responsible for Meadow? Because last episode, he asks Harrison, "Do you wish she was dead?" Yeah, yeah. and she and said that was yes. the episode of Kai being everyone's savior. Of Kai solving everybody's problems. He never solved Meadow's problems. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying Her, is it was Harrison. See, this is where Because Harrison was the one who was like, yeah, I do wish she was dead. Right. I, I think... That right. conversation. I'm thinking this is so her... This may be her last step to initiation because her biggest fear was dying before she ever touched a man again. Yeah. Well, yeah. That was her biggest fear. So I think... I Partially, my theories have been wrong. Yeah, super wrong. Super duper what wrong. What if the part of the initiation to this cult is that you have to face your biggest fear? Yes. And that way, nothing can really scare you. Since you faced your biggest fear, nothing else can really frighten you. Yeah. So Meadow's biggest fear was dying before she ever touched another man. I don't know what Harrison's biggest fear was. So you're no, saying see, they I, killed I, her? That, like, in the, that, That's putting Dr. Valentine? Is that... Yeah. Daddy yeah. Doctor. Uh... I'm oh, sorry, what? Daddy Doctor. We're calling him Daddy Doctor. Cheyenne Jackson. Because he's gorgeous. Daddy. Because he's hot. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Andrew does, and, and Cheyenne Jackson, just to let you know, Andrew doesn't think you're hot. Uh, not just, into it. Just putting well, that out there. <laughs> silence. <laughs> Blushing silence. <laughs> oh, shit. Because all of Kai's conversions that we saw yeah. were Harrison... And Adina Porter and... Winter. Right. No, we didn't see okay. him convert Winter. No, we didn't see him convert... But, uh, but anyway. Saw, uh, and um, Chaz Bono. Yeah. Yes. All of that was about empowering someone who felt Humility. like they were helpless. Okay. Whereas I think that's... I think the difference is Winter is a different form of conversion. She converted Ivy. Well, Ivy, we're talking about Meadow. Per- what? <laughs> I think he's getting no, that. What I'm getting at is that Meta was never converted. No, she was never like brought up and so like, yo, know, oh, you know, my skin condition, I'm so weak, and I blame the world, and, and kind of. So said, again, you know, this, this is how you solve it: conquer the world. And, yeah. WTF, Meta? Like, like, who's this? Uh-huh. You know. I mean, basically, what it is is that we really don't know what like because. So we're not sure if she's alive or dead. We're not sure no. if she's in the cult or not. We're not sure if she's know. faking it or if she's been captured. 
I think she's a big question mark. I don't think she's faking it. I, think we, I, I mean, but I could see her. I think she was going her. for along for the ride, but when two people got killed, she didn't have the stomach for it. But I could also see her maybe having... I don't know. I don't know. I think she could be a puzzle piece in the meta when you do to lie in a ditch and then yell at Allie. I think uh, she could be a tool to get Allie back. Uh, I don't know why. Back into... The cult. I don't know. Okay, so that, I think that leads us to what WTF Allie. I don't know. What That's is... What the meta would like to hold her everything. Okay. You know, so... We have a lot of stuff to talk about. Okay, let's hurry because we have six okay, minutes. Okay, so weak link. We find out that uh, apparently the, the cameraman is the weak yeah. link. Yeah. Because they killed So what did Adina... Por- what, did, what did Beverly say about camera guy? They're gonna. What did? Maybe this is a bad nugget. Oh, I mean, how did they decide he was the weak link? Because he was. I think he, he was the one who wanted to let the gimp go. Yes, yeah. no, and, but also in the comment, he was like, "When do we let him out?" Right. Yes. When do we let yeah. him out? Yeah. He was like, "When do we let him out?" They're like, "We're not gonna let him out." Though that's kind of the point. But he was not. He. I don't think he was getting the point. No. Where no. even with Meadow, she was like, uh like not into the point, but she understood what it was. Right. Okay. Okay. And we're done with that. Now. Ivy threw up. I mean, that's pretty. Yeah, weak. But yeah, but Beverly explained that, that was her first time. Yeah, Beverly. Beverly just was like, that was her first that time. I don't care about that time. shit. Yeah. 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 She did great. Okay. Well, she ended up killing. The, well, she ended up being the first the, person to put yeah. a nail in yeah, the, in the head. She was still yeah. a mess though when she yeah, oh, the whole yeah. time. And she did it. Um, and so then the big thing is that we get the backstory for Kai, which, mm-hmm. just to reiterate... It was the darkest shit ever. Super dark. Um, super dark. His dad was a lawyer and then um, Had a motorcycle got into accident. a motorcycle accident, yeah, and became, you know, paraplegic or whatever and became an asshole. Um, and then his mother killed his father and killed herself. Because of the assholery. Because just, you know, all of that, it was a murder-suicide. Yeah. And so then instead of calling the police, Kai called his brother, Dr. Cheyenne, and... Spoiler alert. Who is his oh, brother. Yeah. Sorry. Spoiler no. alert. <laughs> we should start that Are you listening to us before you watch the show? Uh, well, I, mean, I mean, I guess that was a shocker. Like, that was a twist. Like, yeah. oh. Yeah. See, like, I knew, That's how they're connected. I Dr. Valentine had to be... Connected. Connected, because they knew the phobias. But then, but then the best part was that Dr. Valentine was just like, oh, no, yeah, cover it with lie, leave him in the bed, lock the door, it'll be a mausoleum. That's true. Keep isn't getting it, their money. Isn't it Who the little, fuck is this guy? Isn't it a little convenient that he knew... He was like right there. And he was I mean, just like, I'm on it. I'm prepared for this. Yeah. Like, how long has he been thinking I guess he's about a this? Doctor, though, like, I mean, it's kind of common, you know. How to? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, he, not he, a lot of people he know that lie too works. pretty quickly. Yeah. I, I, you know, yeah. Yeah. You know, as as you know, as someone who like we may find out. Other than doing that, there's nothing really wrong with him. Mm-hmm. You know, like well, like maybe like Kyle. I don't like think that's an file. Kyle Winter has been reading his files yeah. to get the information for their targets. But you know, other than like you know, going. 
going, Dad's an asshole, I miss Mom, but we gotta save our fortune. Right. Yeah. So we're so, doing this. So before we go, because I think that maybe Dr. Cheyenne is the most interesting part of this. Well, we, we still have a lot of questions about We still about have a lot of questions him. about that. So, yeah. so just to basically recap the rest of it is that Winter's off at college, she comes home, and also in a kind of weird turn of events, she's like, what the hell? You Like, the parents are dead in there in the bedroom? That's not cool, which is a weird response, as opposed to being like, no, we should maybe not have this here. Yeah. Uh, but she's just like, nah, not super chill, but whatever. So they just have dead parents in the bedroom that's locked with the rose. And they're pretty okay with it. They oh, all seem yeah. chill with it. But so now, I guess, we see um, when Kai says, this is what's happening, this is the beginning and the end, this is Alpha and Omega, it seems like in that moment, Winter and Kai are starting the cult. That kind of felt like, it almost felt like even in that moment, they were like... The inception. Yeah, holding hands or whatever. But we see the pinky swear between Kai and Dr. Cheyenne. Yeah, he he started the pinky swear. Dr. Cheyenne started the pinky swear, but I feel like maybe Kai started the cult with that, like, ingrained. But how is Dr. Cheyenne involved is, I think, the big He may be the kingpin. Yeah, or the could be a kingpin. So yeah, I mean, so don't answer question. I think he's a puppet master. I think you he's think not so? necessarily. He doesn't want to be involved. He doesn't want. He he's not necessarily super invested in the whole thing, but okay. he does want to pull strings. I think he's the money bags. I think, think he. I it? think he has the money because I mean, wouldn't all the money go to the the oldest son? Well, no. Oh, there is nothing because they're, they're not no, dead. They're just spending their they're parents' not dead. money. Yeah, because they have their parents are dead to the world. I mean, so I feel like the pension checks, the social security. I do feel like the doctor daddy is it, somehow higher up than Kai. He's either like yeah. a treasurer no, or, you know, something. I, I feel like he's a silent partner. Yeah. No, I think he's silent, but I think either he's, he's, he's not, or he know. could be, you know, that he was just pathological and like this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to preserve our futures mm-hmm. and then when he finds out that Kai subverted that into his cult it could be a surprise to him that's true also he has access to drugs he does mm-hmm. psychotropic drugs so oh that's probably something else that would be helpful when running a cult yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so we have thirty seconds. Uh, last yeah. remarks from anybody. How do we like I don't this? Know where this is going? Do you like this episode? We lost Mark. We lo- yeah. We, we totally lost Mark. lost Mark. Well, I think this is the first six episodes is building the cult. I think the next six, I th- I, my, I believe, are going to be the destruction of the cult, the demise of the. Four. Do we have? Tw- there's twelve. There's thirteen episodes 13 in there. Episodes? Thirteen or ten? I, th- I think I my, it was ten. Double check it because I think it was supposed to be. Well, 10. if it's ten and this is the middle, yeah. then then it's, we're gonna have a the demise of the cult is gonna be next because it's gonna start to unravel. I think, and that's our timer. Hey. All right, everybody. So thanks for listening. Slash, no, don't repeat. Just turn it off. Thanks for listening. Slash, slash, watching us. Hey. Um, if you like our content, make sure to go over to the Zach Baxter channel on YouTube and subscribe. We have lots of other videos. Game of Thrones, uh, last season's American Horror Story. Uh, if you're watching us on Facebook, make sure to like us. And uh, if you want to see our uncensored co- content, go to our Patreon page. Support us by giving us a dollar. It takes money to run a channel. Uh, so go over there, support us, and thank you to the Horror Returns for allowing us to be collaborators with you on your podcast. Yeah. If you want to listen to the rest of their podcast, they have tons and tons of great content. Go over to thepodbean.com and subscribe to their podcast. And Andrew, take us out, take us home. Uh, 
We are the match of the jerk watch. And, and now, now our talk, talk is ended. ended. We'll see you next Tuesday, everybody. This is Hanover Fist from Heavy Metal saying please listen to The Horror Returns because the people have never done anything immoral or unlawful, have they? They deserve to be on! Alright, cool. So uh, I guess that means it's now time for our featured attractions. And uh, we go into the far, far future of 2019 for <laughs> where they have flying cars. For Blade, <laughs> for Blade Wait a Runner, <laughs> and we're gonna follow it up with the brand new Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Uh, as always, I'll start with a little trivia. Uh, Blade Runner director Ridley Scott, we know him well, also known for Alien and Hannibal. Uh, writers were Hampton Fancher and David Peoples. Uh, of course, this was based on a novel by Philip K. Dick, who also wrote Minority Report and Total Recall. The uh, uh, you'll like you'll like this trivia, Philip. The uh, snake scale seen under the electron microscope. You remember? You guys remember that part? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was actually a marijuana bud. Oh, <laughs> why would I like that? <laughs> uh, some com- <laughs> some computer displays within the vehicles were actually used on the Nostromo and the life lifeboat in Alien, and some sound effects from that film can also be heard. Uh, the final scene was shot literally hours before the producers were due to wrest creative control away from Ridley Scott. So I'm sure there's a story there. But uh, all right, so all right. original original Blade Runner, which many many consider a cult classic, uh, not very big. I don't think the year that it came out, but uh, has garnered a lot of cult following. Um, Patrick, you're our guest. Would you like the honor of going first? Sure, I'll take the helm on this one. Uh, and I'm one of those people. This is one of my, I don't know if it's my all-time favorite sci-fi movie, but it's definitely top five for sure. I, I absolutely love this movie. Um, part of it's just I'm a big fan of Philip K. Dick and, the, and just about any movie that is based on something he's done is usually one of my high top-end movies of something I really like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I just this movie, and, and it's a slow burn. I mean, it's not. Yeah. It's not one of those, it's like, oh, lots of action and lots of, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. It's a lot more of a cerebral type film. And and that's, and I I think for me, one of the things that I really love about it is the whole kind of that 1940s detective setting, but it's in the future. Okay. So you have, you know, in, in the original movie, that you know, it's told with, it has a narrative uh, over it from Harrison Ford and, you know, he's talking talking like he would like those you know like it was saturday and and she walked into my office and you know it was kind of it has that kind of vibe to it in. yeah exactly so it has that kind of vibe to it and, and when they when they took that out it it takes a little bit away from it some right um i need to go back and watch it i, I do have all all versions of the movie on on the my hd dvd but i i need to pull it out of storage so i can watch it but uh it's just one of those movies that, I don't know, it, it holds up over time just because, to me, it does anyway, story-wise. Um, and the visuals are just so impressive. You know, it, it really yeah. does feel like you're in the future. Even though yeah. some of the cars are a little dated-looking for futuristic, but the buildings and, and the way the you know, all the other stuff is there, it has that 
kind of feel to it. And um, <clears throat> I just, I don't know, there's something about the way it's told and the way it's done. I just, I've always loved the story. Um, it's got some great dialogue in it. Um, lots of things to think about that they don't really touch upon. You have to kind of wonder what happened, you know, and there was some lore about the uh, end, whether or not Deckard was an actual replicant or not, and some other stuff like that that they kind of explained a little bit in the newer movie, which is kind of cool. I was about to see that happen, but we'll save that for the next for the next feature. But um, yeah, it was just overall. I mean, it, it's it's just a fantastic movie, and it, it's definitely a slow burn. It's not going to be. Don't go into it thinking, oh man, this is going to be lots of action because it's definitely not that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just it's just a profound story, and I think if you enjoy a, a good story, you'll you'll like the movie. All right. Well, I guess I'll, I guess I guess I'll go next because because I've kind of got the opposite uh, reading on it. Um, I actually had seen it when it first, well, maybe like a year after it first came out, and I really didn't get into it that much. And uh, I'm a big, big Ridley Scott fan. He's probably one of my top ten directors of all time. But um, for some reason, and then uh, even on the rewatch a couple of nights ago, the uh, the film noir aspect of it, and to me, it was a little, it was just aping those kind of movies a little too much. Just you know, I know that's what it was trying to do, but. I don't know. It just didn't didn't hook me, and I really was expecting Philip or uh, Patrick. I'm one of those that was expecting more action, and I didn't really get it, and um, was kind of disappointed with it. Like the big fight scene at the end with him and Rutger Hauer, I thought, oh man, this is going to be epic, and Rutger just kind of fades off. His ass. And I mean, I right. don't know, man. I just. I don't know. It just didn't get me. I thought Edward James almost as kind of like an intergalactic pimp looking character was pretty cool. Uh, the visuals were, you know, obviously amazing. Um, I really did love the part when they went into the workshop with the, uh, you know, the genius that was building all those little, you know, robots like the little tin soldier guy with the big nose and everything. Sebastian's place. Yeah. 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 I liked all that. <laughs> it really started pulling me in there, but, uh, it just never hooked me the way I wanted it to. I was just, I, to me, it just kind of felt like maybe I'm missing something, you know? That That's what kind of disappointed me a little bit about it. So, not one of my favorite of, of, um, of Scott's films, for sure. You know, I'm, I'm going to meet you two right in the middle. I didn't really, I didn't say, I won't say I didn't like it the first time I viewed it, but rewatching, I have a better appreciation of it. Um, I do like Ridley Scott. I like the way this movie, the story was told. It is a slow burn. Um, there, there is one minor thing. I didn't buy the relationship with uh, Harrison Ford and um, what's it? Yeah. Sean Young. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I did. I didn't. I didn't Rachel. care for it. Yeah, it just it didn't work for me uh, hmm. throughout the movie. But uh, Rutger Howard, I, I loved him in this. He really was great as the villain. But I do agree that the end was a little anticlimactic mm-hmm. it just just kind of sets up like he's just beating Harrison Ford's ass the whole time and you're waiting for Harrison to do something and then you know he just kind of dies <laughs> I thought that was kind of right like were we missing something there uh, is that in another you know version is that fleshed out a little bit more Pat uh, it's you know I I haven't watched the other versions in a while, but if you if the one thing in in that fight scene, you, at the end if you recall you know 
uh, Rucker Howard actually saves it, saves him from falling off of the yeah, ledge that's there. Yeah, right. he grabbed his hand. And, uh-huh. and, and, and his, he was making a point. And, you know, he tells him, you know, to live in fear, that's what is like being a slave. Okay. Ah, okay. And the whole point of him beating the crap out of him, you know, he was scaring him. And sure. wanted him to think that that's what he was going to do, was kill him. And so what I kind of got out of that was he just wanted him to experience what it was like living as a slave. And, you know, because I don't think Rutger Howard's character was necessarily a bad person. Mm-hmm. You know, he just it, wanted it's just freedom, he, right? he wanted freedom and he wanted, you know, he didn't think it was fair that, you know, he was allowed to have the experiences he was uh, had and and not be able to live to tell about them, you know, because he only had a four year lifespan. Yeah. Yeah, now, sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, oh. you know, they mentioned about the, them developing feelings over a certain period of time, and to prevent that, mm-hmm. they gave him a four-year lifespan, you know, for the replicants. And I think right. for him, he just happened to develop them quicker than what they would have expected, and so therefore he was acting upon them. Yeah, now that you put it that way, I, I can see it that way because he he did make it a point that he he could have killed him anytime he wanted, right. but he he chose not to. I yeah, now I can see it that way. Yeah, kind of kind of makes you think, doesn't it? Right, and that's what Philip K. Dick's stuff does. I mean, his stuff always has that underlying kind of morality to it, or some sort of something going on with it that makes you think a little deeper than just what you're seeing on the surface, right? Yeah, I you know I I watched this one um, probably about three or four weeks ago when I heard uh, you know the the new Blade Runner was coming out. Uh, before I realized that we were gonna, I mean I I knew we were probably gonna review it, but I I wanted to watch the old one because uh, I've actually never seen it before. Uh, oh, cool. And yeah, you know I mean Ridley Scott's masterpiece, the best sci-fi movie of all time, right? So I had I had my hopes up a little high, and. Uh, Man, I was bored. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Like, yeah, like you said, Patrick, it's a slow burn, man. Yeah, yeah it's not It's not like burn. your typical, yeah, it's, it's not typically a action-packed thriller, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a way slow burn. And uh, I, I, I do enjoy some Ridley Scott movies, mm-hmm. but maybe I'm not a fan of, like at the base of it, because like in the original Alien, I remember watching that even as a kid, right? And think, man, I'm bored, and I I I feel like I had the same kind of reaction, if not worse, on the on the Blade Runner thing. Mm-hmm. I, I I I can see where the cinematography was great and the acting was great, and uh, I just I just didn't dig the story and i think that there was like not enough dialogue to make it move along and there's so much like ambient noise in the background you know it just kind of lulls you to sleep i really don't even remember entirely what happened yeah and i, I like, literally thought it was i like the soundtrack I, I thought the soundtrack went went really really well with right. the visuals and what was going on in the movie i the soundtrack and the visuals, uh, especially for when it was made in 82, I thought it was really well done. And, um, yeah. yeah, like you said, the acting was, you know, was spot on. But, you know, like, the thing for me is, like, the fi- I- I've never been a fan of these film noir movies, these, like, 1940s hard shell detective. And, you know, may- maybe maybe that's the only part of it that, that, that turns me off, you know? that 
other than that, I mean, because I can't think of any... I'm really scratching my head to come up with another reason not to like this movie more than I than I did. But, uh, you know, it just wasn't right. total, totally my bag, man, you know? Like, I can't... There's, there's not a specific reason that I don't like it, aside from uh, that I thought it was a little too slow. And I wish that I liked it better, like... Same here. You know, I mean, uh, sci-fi masterpiece. I love sci-fi movies, right? There's so many Ridley Scott movies out there that are amazing. And uh, I I just, I didn't get this one, man. I really didn't. I I can't, I can't can't get behind it. I wish I could, but I can't. Brian, you have anything else to say? Sean Young was probably the hottest she's ever been in this movie. Yeah? (laughs) That's all I had to offer. (laughs) I was going to say, too, you know, for me, I didn't really fall in love with this film until I've seen it about three or four times. Okay. Yeah. So it, it took a while to, because there's a lot going on in it, you know, I mean. Sure. And, you know, and definitely if you have an opportunity to check out, like, the original version, it's worth checking out because it, it, it some of the stuff gets lost with the different, because there's, like, four or five different recuts of it. Yeah, I know that. So, some, some of that gets lost, and, and I don't remember all of them. It's been a while since I've seen them. I do have them. Like I said, I've watched them in a while. But um, but if you have an opportunity to watch like that one with the narrative in it and stuff like that, check it out because it may fill in some blanks for you. Okay. But a lot of it's just re-watching it, you know, and kind of use Like I said, it took me three or four times seeing it before I really fell in love with it. So and it, but uh, and it's just because it it does move kind of slow and you know you're kind of like oh, it's easy to get distracted and yeah. things like that and then stuff goes on where you kind of come back to it and you're a little bit lost because of stuff's moved on or whatever but um, but uh, but if I have to watch to... it three or four times to really get it I mean like uh, there's some of them that I've done that with you know where yeah. it's like man it's 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 so slow and you have to pay so close attention to it to really grasp it that uh you know it's it's hard to get the whole concept on the first time I think right right probably kind of like that uh, yeah but, I agree I mean it can be it can be I mean I'm the same way with the American Horror Story the first season I got so lost and I haven't even went back and watched it yet so right yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, what's yeah. your uh, what's your score? One to ten, Pat. Uh, for me, I'd say this movie, and just because I, I I do hold it kind of, you know, it's it's I said it's not one hundred percent my favorite, but right. I'd say for me this is about an eight point seven five. Wow. You know, it's almost a nine. Okay. Um, I thought you said ten at first. I, I was freaking out. <laughs> I, I just mm-hmm. really like I, I just really like this. There's just some of I mean I I'm a fan of the whole film noir thing. I like that. I, I, I love, you know, and, and it's Harrison Ford, you know, and Rutger Hauer. And it, to me, it's one of my favorite Rutger Hauer movies. I mean, he's been, I've always loved his performances, but this has always been one of my favorite performances of his. So it's just, to me, those things all combined. I, yeah, okay. I think 8.75 is probably where I'd put this one. All right. Well, I, I, will, I will tell you this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that visually, there's a lot of movies that owe a lot to, to this movie. Oh yeah, um, a couple of things we've seen recently. One that I love this year: the Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Yeah, a lot of lot of lot of similarities to the visual style. I think here. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the one with Scarlett Johansson in it, Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell. Yep. Uh huh. Yep. Pays a lot of uh, homage to this. And uh, uh, there was another one. Man, it was right on the tip of my tongue. And I'm trying to think: did it come out a little bit before or a little bit after this one? 
um, that that looks so much like this movie. God damn it! I was I'll I'll think of it later, but I think there was like more of a like like ah the Fifth Element. The Fifth mm-hmm. Element. Yeah, that, that came out after this one, right? Yeah, way after. Yeah. Okay. Bye, all bye. right. All right. So see, see, I think I think you've got to really. I'm going to give this this film a lower score than what it probably really deserves, but I'm going to give it based on you know my reaction to yeah. it, seeing it twice. Um, but I still think it's a pretty decent score. I'm going to give it a six, which means I liked it, you know, quite a bit more than I didn't. But um, yeah, I'm with you, uh, Pat. I think I'm going to go back and check it out a third time because, man, this uh, this movie laid a lot of groundwork. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go a little bit higher because I actually do agree because I do appreciate this movie more every time I see it. And I'm going to give it a seven. Um the only problem is, I, like I said, I just didn't buy Harrison Ford and Sean Young in this this kind of, I guess, love story angle they was going through. And right. did did he sexually assault her in this movie? <laughs> what is she spot or what? <laughs> so I I don't know. I think I think upon more viewings, I think I will appreciate this more. <laughs> I just. Us doing this show has got me to appreciate like slow burn movies more and more. So right. I think uh, upon more viewings, I'm, I might appreciate it even more. So, but for right now, I'm, I'm gonna go with a seven. That ain't bad. Yeah, I, I I definitely feel like I need to go back and watch it again. I just I didn't have time this week. I, I barely had mm-hmm. time. This week, so. Understandable, um, but. <sighs> I'm going to give it probably higher than I want to just because of the respect uh, that it that it garners. I think that it's mm-hmm. it's probably one of the original kick-ass sci-fi movies. Um and and you're right. It did uh, have a lot of influence on sci-fi movies, uh, you know, from here on out. What was that one with Haley Joel Osment? You remember that one? Oh, AI. Yeah, I, I, that was. I felt like that had the same kind of vibe to it. Oh yeah, Um, big time, big time. I thought that was a a Kubrick movie, so that would that definitely had that cerebral Mm -hmm. feel to it. Well, Kubrick and and Spielberg, you know. Yeah, I love those movies. I just I could not get into Blade Runner, and it drives me crazy. Like I want to watch it again so that I can maybe try to like it more. Um, hmm. But at the time being, I'm going to give it a six. Okay, cool. Not too bad. It sounds like we all recommend it, and we're all going to probably watch it again. Maybe, maybe we should do this one as a. Um, may, maybe we should all watch this one on on YouTube together or something, guys. Get Pat on here too, <laughs> and do something kind of like our our buddy Zach Baxter and them do. Yeah, yeah, I would do that. Yeah, that would be science theater action. Good. I think this would be a good pick for that, guys. Yeah. 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 I sleep. Right. Cool. Well, so that's, uh, that's Blade Runner, and uh, we all recommend it. Now we're going to move on to uh, Blade Runner 2049, and director of my favorite film from last year, uh, Denis Villeneuve, or however you pronounce it, uh, also known for Arrival and Enemy. How do you how do you pronounce it, Pat? You know, I'm not really sure. I just like your earlier pronunciations of Villanueve. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you do have Hampton Fancher coming that's back. My, uh, that's, that's my wife's mom's 
like maiden name. Seriously, or are you making this up? No, I'm not joking. Yeah, V in the way. Okay, well, let's use that then. <laughs> uh, you didn't sound too hot on that one, Philip. <laughs> let's do what now? <laughs> I said, let's go with that one. And I was about to say, you yeah. didn't sound too enthused about that. No, I think that's it. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Uh, so, writers Hampton Fancher comes back and co writes this one, but this time it's with a guy named Michael Green. And again, of course, based on the story by Philip K. Dick. Uh, while shooting a fight scene, I think a lot of you guys have probably heard this story. Harrison Ford accidentally punched uh, Gosling in the face. It wasn't <laughs> no accident. No, <laughs> dude, that was a good fight. That was actually a good fight scene. That looked real. Yeah. I'd um, punch him. I'd punch a, him. As an apology. Right, guys? Yeah. You, you know, in watching that scene, it kind of what I was thinking is, no one, no one does a haymaker quite like uh, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford, no you shit. Know, I mean, he Going just back to Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, I, he just had that heavy-handed. Just man, it looked like he mm-hmm. just knocked the crap out of him. <laughs> Still though, if you, I mean, if you're Ryan Gosling, I, I probably would have popped him back. <laughs> Even though he's an old man, I'm sure he did, man. I'm sure he did. Um, but hey, man, look at it this way, man. Um, Ford invited Gossing to share a bottle of uh, a 50-year-old Scotch whiskey with him, so, you know. Probably because he popped him back. <laughs> it made it all up. Um, the role of, of new Blade Runner Officer K was written specifically with Gosling in mind. He was actually the only choice for the director to do this, so he was chosen. He didn't even have to do, a, I guess, a, a screen test. And, uh, oh, this is interesting. <laughs> Ryan Gosling turned down the role of the Joker in Suicide Squad for this. So, how did Leto show up in this then? <laughs> well, Weird. That was a good decision. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Patrick, what do you think, man? Did it live up? Yeah, you know, I I tried all year. I was looking forward to this movie all year, um, and I tried not to build up too high of expectations because I didn't want to come in there with my standards so high that they couldn't be met, you know, then. So I kind of went in, uh, with somewhat high expectations, but I, I felt like I had tampered them a little bit, mm-hmm. but I enjoyed it. I, I really did. Yeah. I, I, I have to say, you know, when I, at first it was kind of moving along kind of fast and I was like, okay, this is a little bit different pace. Um, right. but I was enjoying Ryan Gosling in it real well. I, I was like, in fact, I think it's one of his better performances. Um, the the soundtrack sucked me in so well. I mean, by you know a third way into the movie, the soundtrack had me. I was feeling it. I was like, yeah, oh, this great, is totally Blade Runner. Man. Um, and it had you know, and the story was actually really good. Um, and at first, I wasn't sure if it was going to be a little too generic, and then they kind of threw a little twist in there at the end. And yep. I was like, oh, yeah. okay, cool, you know. And it gave us a little more of that cerebralism from the first one, and and. Uh, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I had a good time during it. Um, I I, it, I totally had that kind of vibe. Now I didn't have the the film noir feel to it like the first one did, but that was okay because mm-hmm. you know we're thirty years into the future and it's you know a different time. I, the one thing I probably didn't like about it, and this is just me kind of nitpicking, was I, they you know in the first one they spent more time in the city and you had some more like these at the Chinese place and then mm-hmm. at the bars and we didn't get any of that like in the city it was all more just big outside cityscape visuals this time around um, some more so, random so it stuff. wasn't quite as a visual 
spectacle is what the first one was in my mind. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I think he did a good job of capturing the feel of it and, and bringing it in. And um, Overall, I, I really enjoyed it. Okay. Um, I'll throw ice water on it again. It was uh, <laughs> it was fucking long, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Slow, plodding movie. Um, all that being said, I, I did enjoy it more than the first. Um, I thought the visuals were... I mean, look, you've got so much better special effects now. And right. What they did toward the end with a particular character was... I, I thought looked very realistic. And um, there were some people that showed up in this movie that, that I liked, that I didn't know were going to be in the movie. Um, uh, Robin Wright shows up actually pretty early on. I didn't even know she was mm-hmm. in this movie. Um, we had a character from the first movie show up again in this one that I wasn't yep. expecting. Um, you know, I can say, what, before we get into spoilers, I can say Jared Jared Leto is in it quite a bit because, you know, he's he's all over the trailer. So, what a creepy motherfucker. I mean, this oh, dude no, really, truly is a method actor, man. Yeah. It's pretty great. Um, yeah, and it was pretty cool seeing Bautista in there, too. So, I enjoyed it a little more than the first one. I thought the story was a little convoluted, a little far-fetched with scientifically how they would make certain things happen. We'll get into all that in spoilers, but uh, no, man, it was a visual treat for sure. And if this movie doesn't win Best Sound Editing at the Oscars, something's fucking wrong. Right. Uh, probably has some competition with Star Wars and some others, but I definitely agree with you. I mean, the soundtrack was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go next. Um, yeah, this, this movie exceeded my expectations. I love this movie i thought i i do agree this is probably the best thing i've seen ryan gosling in and i just i love the cast in it and there was i I like all the callbacks to the original one and the sound i do agree the soundtrack was i was feeling in the theater i wasn't even in imax and i was feeling it throughout the Mm -hmm. movie and i love that and um yeah it just totally just exceeded my expectations i Rewatched the Blade Run, uh, the original one last night, and I was just like, "Yeah, you know, it's pretty good." And um, I thought it was, you know, going to be just as good, but like I said, it exceeded it. Uh, the only, my only gripe was the th- almost three hour runtime. They should have shaved some of that off. Ah mm-hmm. uh, man, I felt really. I felt a lot. If you if you like the first Blade Runner, you are gonna love this movie. I I I truly think that. I I wanted to like it more than I did. <laughs> Here we I go think, again. Yeah, no, same shit, man. I think right. the acting was great. I think the visuals were amazing. I just, you know, I and we'll get into it later in spoilers, but like the story, um, I felt like it. it I didn't care that much, <laughs> you know. Mm, okay. And uh, and I I still felt like um, I know you guys said the soundtrack was great, but like it's it still got just a lot of ambient noise. Like it's this just big machinery. It feels like a. Uh, I, I can only go back to you know military days when you're when you're driving a fucking two and a half ton truck and and you're not allowed to put on the radio. And so engine noise is just there. Okay. I think, that was all, I think that was all very intentional, man. Oh, I'm sure it was. But that was that was the whole movie for me, was lulling me to sleep. I, like, I felt like 
This was the longest movie I have ever watched in my entire life. Wow. (laughs) Okay. I could not. I was like, when is this going to wrap up? Like, I liked it, but it was so long. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. All right. Well, it definitely gives you a lot to think about. Uh, There's going to be lots of spoilers, so we should, I guess, keep things moving, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Patrick? score uh i'm gonna give this one an eight um because it really did kind of pull me back in and you know it took probably about halfway through the movie before i really started digging it as far as you know giving me what the story was and Mm because it was different you know it was definitely a different vibe than what the first one was and everything so i was trying to but i think about by halfway through when we started kind of getting in and and once i kind of seen how they were going to use Harrison Ford's character and sort of where he fit into the whole thing. I was, I was good. So, mm-hmm. um, took a while I, to get I, there. yeah, it just took a while to get there. Maybe, maybe too long to get there, but, right. um, but, uh, overall, I, yeah, I think, uh, I think an eight's a pretty solid rating for this one. And I, I really enjoyed it. I'm definitely kind of, I'm wanting to go see it again because I'm sure there's some stuff I missed. Um, just like in the first one. So, um, I want to kind of, give it a rewatch and see what, how I feel about it from there. But, uh, but I have some stuff that some really cool stuff I wanted to point out from the sport. And when we get the spoilers too, but, but, uh, yeah, I, I think is where I sit on this one for now. Okay. Yeah. That's not too bad. So I gave a six to the first one. I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump this one up actually to a, uh, to a seven. I, um, I just really thought that, and, and a lot of, it, I think is just simply because they've got access to so much better, special effects now than they did back then like uh the scene well there was a scene where he was interacting with a um with a with an oversized um oh man i don't want to spoil anything because i mean it's not really a huge part of the story or anything like that but he was like the way they interacted with certain like an um, ad yeah there you go there you go yeah it was i thought that was really neat the way that was like a billboard that like gets off the billboard and comes and talks to me Okay. Yeah. There you have it. Yeah, I, I'll give this one a seven. I am going to go with Patrick and give it an eight. Um, I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed the cast. Great visuals, great sound. Um, just needed a quite a bit shaved off that runtime, and I probably, I think I probably would have gave it a higher score, but I'm going to go with an eight. Mm-hmm. Definitely gave you a lot to think yeah. about. Uh, maybe I'm maybe I wasn't in the right mindset to watch this movie. Um, I think that uh, with with the amount of dialogue that was in the movie, like I don't know how they made it to to the two hour and forty five minute runtime that they had. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, it was like thirty minutes worth of dialogue in a three hour movie, and uh, <laughs> I think maybe they should have had a little more dialogue and a little okay. less. Time. Um, had enough. they had they done that, I still think you know the the acting was great. I think that the uh, uh, Ryan Gosling fucking killed it. I, I I I really like that guy, man. I know he's you know the pretty boy of Hollywood, sure. um, but man, he turned it on in this role. He's he's had two or three roles that are really worth watching him. And this guy's going to be good. He's going to be a classic actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it, but 
about as much as I like the first one. I'm going to give okay. it a six. Not, not too bad. That's cool, man. Yeah. Six is good. All right, so... Uh, all right, so go out and watch Blade Runner 2049, guys, if you haven't, and then come back and listen, because now we're going into spoilers. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. I think Patrick I had some stuff. Yeah, I've got a couple things. Um, I did want to ask Phil a question real quick. Uh, did you see the first one before or after the second one? Before. Before, okay. I was kind of curious of that because I'm sure that would have made a difference uh, going in and seeing it. Uh, it's probably a good thing that you did just so you kind of had an idea of what to expect. But uh, Yeah. Anyway, so. I still had real high hopes for this one. I think that's part of what messed me up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could be. I, didn't, I, I was really trying not to because I was like, man, so many times you go and get your hopes up and then you get. It's like when Star Wars, the new ones come out that George Lucas had, had my hopes up and then I never, my dreams are destroyed, you know? So I was like, yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, so I try not to get my hopes up too much just because it's like I want to be pleasantly surprised. But uh, So spoilers, one of the things that I, I did like, um, did you notice how, um, oh, I can't think of her name now, but she, her, I want to say her name's Mackenzie something or other. She was the one that played the hooker that uh, Ryan Gosling's hologram girlfriend brings up to the room. Oh, okay, yeah. Did I, you I, notice how she gorgeous, looks a lot like... by the way. Well, yeah, she, she's real, she's been in some good, she's been in some TV shows and some other stuff. I think she's in like Halt and Catch Fire and okay. uh, a couple other shows on uh, around. But mm-hmm. so her whole Black outfit, Mirror. she, she, was, she was a very yeah. Did you notice how much she looked like Dale Hannah's character from the yes. original movie? Yes, mm-hmm. I thought Absolutely. that was really cool that they paid yeah. homage. And I mean, she was had the orange hair and the the whole outfit and everything. And I thought that was really cool that they were kind of paying homage to the first one with her how her whole look and everything. Mm-hmm. And I thought she was a great choice for that because she really did look like Daryl Hannah, and you know, in, in a lot of ways. I still, I still think the hot <laughs> chick was a lot hotter. Oh, <laughs> just my personal and, and opinion. I honestly, I thought that that Joy, whole sex scene was kind of messy. Yeah, she was hot, definitely. Yeah. I, I'd never leave my house, guys. Yeah. Go to a sex site and type that in and see what pops up. Oh yeah. <laughs> but that whole sex scene was pretty interesting. Right, that was cool, just, man. Yeah, they did that. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I just I really liked that. I mean, the you know that we were talking about earlier about the fight scene between him and Ryan Gosling was outstanding. Right. Um, and I, I really do. I think this is maybe one of Ryan Gosling's better performances. Um, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan. That. I don't. I don't hate the guy. I'm not. You know, I don't really have a opinion one way or the other on him. But I really enjoyed him in this movie. Yeah, he's right. perfect to play a replicant because I think he is one. <laughs> right and watching this right yeah watching this movie he could play like a patrick bateman type character mm-hmm. sure because he's yeah. got that kind of i don't want to yeah. say clue yeah there you go i was gonna say clueless but that's not the right word <laughs> uh yeah he's just got a cold like look about him and uh i really you know when Listen, you know, we got to talk about that fight scene with Batista because he, at oh, first, yeah. Batista was beating his ass the way he yeah. was just smashing his head up against that wall. Oh, yeah. And I was like, there's... Yeah, I, I was like, when when you find out he's a replicant, it made much... Because at first, I was like, come on now. There's no yeah. way he's still alive. <laughs> right, but then when, right. 
when they mention that he's a he's a replicant or what they call right. him skin jobs. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, that made a lot of sense, and um, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Right. I was so the one thing that kind of bothered me at first, but the more the more I think back about it, uh, there is kind of an interesting angle here. How in the world did they program a, a replicant where they could actually, you know, get pregnant and bear a child? But now, more I think about it, that was kind of brilliant. Because if you think about it, the child that, that the replicant had ended up being very sickly and had to be inside that, uh, right. you know, kind of like a boy in a bubble type thing there. And right. then um, the other the other thing that's kind of cool about that is I kind of got to thinking, how, you know, and this goes back kind of like to some of the stuff Mother brought up with Adam and Eve and all that. How how do we know that that's not how we got started, guys? Well, we're not all in bubbles. <laughs> well, no, but I mean that was just the first one, man. How do you know that right. we perfected after that? I mean, I'm just saying it's possible. You know, maybe we were created as, you know, some kind of replicant creatures. I mean, obviously we were created, whether it was nature, or God, or you know, a scientist or whatever. But what if we what if we do come down from like you know re- lab created replicants like that that were they finally learned how to how they were able to make each other procreate so that they didn't have to right. you know they were worrying about well we don't have time to build this many to take care of all the slavery needs that we have and all the labor needs uh, why don't we make it where they can actually you know re- <laughs> reproduce themselves I don't know yeah. I, I got to think my, of that after the movie. my only that flaw really, in that argument is if that's the case why aren't we still doing it <laughs> I don't know. Good question, man. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I think, too, you know, the, the, and, you know, you mentioned, like Brian mentioned about, you know, he didn't believe the whole love story between uh, the Harrison Ford and Sean Young. And I get that because it did seem kind of forced a little bit, and it was just sort of just there. But, you know, they really, they kind of go into it on here where they're talking about, well, you know, how do you know it wasn't just supposed to happen? Like, sure. how, you know, he wasn't supposed to just immediately be attracted to him. Like, that conversation he has with Jared Leto's character. And, you know, and he's just talking about, you know, and then, of course, he brings in the replicant of Rachel, which I thought was kind of right, cool. Right, 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 right. Um, but, you know, and, and they even mentioned in the first movie, they talk about Rachel, how she's different than all the other replicants they've done. Mm-hmm. You know, and they mentioned that when he's talking to Terrell at the beginning, you know, how she didn't even know she's a replicant and they, mm-hmm. she's a totally different model than any of them they've ever created. And they made her special. And, you know, so they, so going back in, that's why I thought this story, okay, this story is now more, more believable because of, you know, going back and kind of remembering that parts of it and, and then seeing that and then kind of filling in the gap, like with their love story. So maybe their love, she was actually programmed to fall in love with him potentially mm-hmm. really, they suggest right. that they don't necessarily say that's what happened but uh, so I thought that was kind of interesting um, now why they would have picked Deckard out of uh, you know all the other people uh, maybe mm-hmm. it was just because he was the one they knew they were going to send over there or something I don't know but um, and they, which you know I just it's just it kind of added some depth to the story in the first one a little bit which I thought was kind of cool that they actually built upon it some sure. and gave it a little more substance, so I thought that was pretty nice. You know, there for a minute, I really thought that uh, Leto was gonna was gonna tell Deckard that that he was a replicant because when he said uh, Deckard had that confused look in his face and he said, "I know what is real," you know, I thought right. was, I thought they were gonna turn it, but I get I guess they made it pretty clear he was a human the whole time. Yeah, he got old. Yeah, I, mean, I guess 
Replicants probably well, The Terminator got old too, remember? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, speaking of replicants, I thought uh Jared Leto, his uh his little number one or whatever, love. Right. Yeah. She was badass in this movie. She was brutal as hell when she oh, hell yeah. yeah, that's Especially the Did Go ahead. you guys think that, that she was the daughter at first? When that when they first revealed that it was a girl? Mm, I never got that feel. Did you guys? See, I didn't either. I, I was no. the idea that it was Ryan Gosling. You know, that's what they set it up yeah. as. And, well, that's, well that's, like, that's what they wanted you to I was think. like, okay. And, 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 and I, you know, and I wasn't really looking for the twist. You know, I was kind of mm-hmm. just, okay. And I thought, well, that makes it kind of kind of dry on the story a little bit. You know, I was like, oh, it's kind of obvious or whatever. But it makes sense, you know, the way they were going with it. And then whenever he, you know, re- they realize it's a girl and it goes back to the girl he ran into, I was like, oh, so I thought that that, that kind of made me like it even more, you know, because they, mm-hmm. they didn't just take a kind of a, what do you call it, like a vanilla storyline, you know, they actually sure. added some depth to it. So, Well, see, when they said it was a girl, I was thinking, okay, who is about that same age and also thinks that she's a replicant? And mm-hmm. I just yeah, I could see that. Maybe this kick-ass chick here, right? You know? And I felt like they kind of led you to believe that. Um, but again, you know, there's not a ton of dialogue in this movie, so you kind of are left to think whatever you want to think, which mm-hmm. is cool to a degree. And uh, uh, yeah, obviously that was not the right answer. Mm-hmm. But she was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, she was. All right. Any uh, anything else you got? I think we've covered quite a bit, uh, and I know we have another another show to record tonight for a for a bonus. So, you guys uh, have. I think that's. Yeah, I think that's it for me. Yeah, I mean, I think so. That's pretty much all I got to say on it. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Awesome. All right. That's all Patrick. I have to say about that. <laughs> Patrick, <laughs> thanks for joining us, man. Um, I think you're gonna stick around and be on our bonus episode too, right? Yeah, I'll be here. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, uh, listen, as always, we want to thank you all for listening to another episode of The Horror Returns. And we do have quite a few new listeners, so we love that. Um, as you know, we want to hear your feedback and ideas. You know how to reach us. You know where to follow us. You know where to go and rate us and review us on iTunes. Now, listen, next week, uh, things may get a little repetitive around here at The Horror Returns, guys, because we are going to review Happy Death Day. Uh, as well as 1998's Run, Lola, Run. So, uh, Patrick, until the horror returns again, good night.